Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. My name is Michael Lombardo. I'm your host, and I am happy to be with you guys here today. Like always, you can find out more about our ministry at www.lifepouredoutintl.org. Lots of free content on our website as well as on our YouTube channel. You can look up Michael Lombardo and there's hours and hours of interviews and teaching and interviews I did in other people's shows. And so just a lot of stuff you guys to tap into to learn from. You can also find us on Facebook as well under Michael Lombardo or Michael Lombardo page. We've got a personal page as well as a ministry page where I'm constantly posting updates um, about our shows. And this show is also streaming. I don't know where you guys are streaming it. Um, could be on iTunes, Google Play, Sp- uh, Spotify, or maybe just off the Charisma Podcast Network website. But every single week we're releasing two episodes every Monday and every Thursday um, all month long for you guys. It's um, A lot of it is interviews with powerful anointed people from around the world, as well as just teaching episodes, about 20, 30 minutes where I dive into an essential subject or a testimony um, to really just lay down um, revelation of the word of God to inspire you guys, sharing tons of testimonies on here if this is your first time tuning into the podcast. And so I want to read to you scripture. It's out of John 14, verse 27, and it goes like this, peace I leave with you. Jesus says this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and nor let it be fearful. And we're diving into the subject today about the peace of God. It's not a peace that the world gives. It's a supernatural, otherworldly peace that is not contingent on circumstances, not contingent on prosperity and and all the physical attributes of life. And we're going to dive into this here, but I feel like this is an essential message, one that we don't dive into often, but I really want to um, really dive into this deeply with my guest here today. Some of you may be aware of um, Paul Martini. He is the associate, he's a pastor at Life Center Church, and he's an evangelist. He travels around the world extensively, training, teaching, imparting the gifts of the Spirit. He's ministered in over 37 nations and has preached on five different continents. He's heavily involved with Global Awakening in Pennsylvania, which is Randy Clark's ministry. And so he's an amazing man of God. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for joining me on the broadcast today. Hey, Michael. It's so good to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And so you told me a little bit about your your life and your family. Just give us, I know I just shared a brief snippet of, of what you do and your ministry, but tell us about your family. Kind of for, for those who don't know who you are, give, give us a little bit of context. Yeah, um, I'm actually uh, married to a wonderful woman named Ruth. Uh, she's actually Australian, and um, she lives with me in cold Pennsylvania in the <laughs> winter. So you know, it's wonderful oh for her. Sure. And she's. Uh, but anyway, uh, but we have uh, we have four beautiful children: a little girl uh, that's four, a little girl that's three, a little boy that's two, and a little girl that's seven months old right now. Um, so our hands are full. Yeah. Um, I also have twins, uh, from when I was, uh, I, I call my BC days before Christ, uh, that uh, are 15 and a half years old. His name is uh, Giovanni and my daughter's name's Juliana. So, uh, so I really have six kids and Ruth and I have four and, um, we're just loving, uh, life. We're loving raising them. And in the same time going out and just ministering to the sick and, um, uh, training up and equipping the saints for the work of ministry. That's what we're about. Yeah, and you and you recently transitioned to a pastoral position. Tell us about uh, what um, what you do at Life Center Church. Yeah, so I'm an associate pastor currently at at, uh, at Life Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. 
Um, it's a wonderful church that focuses on the presence of God and, um, and the gifts of the Spirit and um, just walking out freedom, uh, you know, with the Lord. Uh, and I'm kind of uh, working on their conferences and their, te- you know, and, and, you know, their teaching curriculum and kind of the teaching pastor. So uh, just having a fun time uh, with the uh, people here. So awesome. uh, it's just just a different pace being a pastor, but it's a good pace. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. And I imagine having six kids and being associate pastor of a church and the amount of itinerant that, that you've done and how much you're involved in, you really need to learn how to walk in the peace of Christ. And you wrote a book, you know, called Access and mm-hmm. Release God's Peace just recently with uh, Chosen Books and um, powerful yeah. book. I've read through a good portion of it. Um, I know this is not just something you decided, hey, listen, I'm going to pull this uh, subject from the Bible. I'm going to put some scriptures together. I'm just going to teach on this. This is something that you've had to walk out personally and that you walk out every single day of your life. And so I know you even get vulnerable. And this this was very special to me because I mm-hmm. love when people get vulnerable about their lives. Um, it just it's just, you know, the Bible is vulnerable. The Bible mm-hmm. is not ashamed to talk yeah. about, you know, um, the sin we've been through and, and the messes that, that, you know, that we make. And it just goes into humanity, you know, and our struggles as humanity. So I love when people talk about, you know, circumstance situations in their life and what they've learned through it. But you talk about a very vulnerable situation that happened that kind of got you on this path of following Jesus and walking in his peace in your, in your first chapter. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've hit the nail right on the head. I mean, you need to be able to uh, to actually be transparent with people and and be real. And and this is a real messy world that we live in right now, broken world. And um, and I was no different than any anyone who might be listening. Um, basically, I you know I was married before. Uh, I was at 19 years old, a very young age. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I, we had twins, uh, uh, soon after and, and we had these little babies and we were, I would say we were nominal Christians at this point in our life. Um, we went to church, we looked, uh, very amazing on the outside, but, um, you know, I, I tell people, uh, I wouldn't wish divorce on my worst enemy. Uh, uh, the, the devil sees a crack and he tries to make the biggest, uh, chasm he can at that little small crack in any marriage. And, and so, um, uh, I know why God hates divorce. I mean, you know, uh, nobody wins, not, not yeah. the husband, not mm-hmm. the wife, not the children, even if someone thinks they won, they haven't won. And so, um, you know, divorce is something that's horrible. And, and, um, and, you know, this story and my story, I try to make a point that it's really not a reflection of, you know, trying to be negative towards, uh, my twin's mother. It's just what happened. The devil just took advantage of people who were lost and who didn't know what they didn't know. And so I was not a perfect husband and my wife was not a perfect wife. And, um, and the devil got in there. And, uh, I remember coming home one day and my wife sitting me on the end of, end of the bed and saying, I don't you understand. I don't love you anymore. And I don't want to be with you anymore. Um, she had been unfaithful and, um, it, it crushed me. And, um, here I had my twins who I loved and adored, um, and I could only see them uh, from every other day to now hardly at all. Wow. And um, there was a custody battle that ensued, and there were things said that weren't true, and and there was thousands of dollars and tons of emotional stress happening. And um, I remember uh, being alone all by myself uh, Thanksgiving Day without my own family. And I was going, you know, God, I, I, I don't, I, I feel like giving up. And, uh, 
And I remember the enemy whispering a line in my ear that day. Um, he said, don't you understand that nothing will ever change in your life. Essentially, I'll never have peace. And, um, and you know, what's crazy, Michael, is that everything on Thanksgiving is closed except for bars and pubs. <laughs> and yeah. so uh-huh. yep. um, I, I went to the bar as a storefront bar outside of Philly. And um, I, there was nobody in there. There was nobody except uh, there was two older gentlemen sitting at the end of a bar, an older African-American man, older Caucasian man. And I'm from Philly, so I don't, you know, you don't talk to anybody you don't know. So I, <laughs> yeah, I just sure. walk in there, I go to the other end of the bar, and I, 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 I order a shot immediately. I order a pint of beer, I drink those immediately. And, um, and, and then I order another beer. And I remember um, seeing a cigarette machine behind me in, uh, in the bar. I grabbed a pack of cigarettes, and I went outside the bar. And I leaned against the dark windows, and I'm um, wallowing in my sorrows, believing a lie that nothing will ever change in my life. I, I really didn't want to live anymore because I just, um, I, I had initially lost the custody uh, of my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, the, this older African-American gentleman, he comes outside the bar, and he's pacing out front on the sidewalk. And uh, he's on his phone. He gets off his phone, and he walks towards me, and he, he's about to open the door, and he stops, and he looks at me, and he says, are you going to make it? I said, what? He said, you heard me. Are you going to make it? I said, uh, yeah. And I'm thinking, why is this guy talking to me? <laughs> sure. You know, you just don't talk to people when you're from the city, right? You know, you're just kind of like in your own bubble. Exactly. And uh, he's like, um, he, he said, I said, yeah. He says, how do you know? And I said, now I don't know why I said this, but it was like I was time warped back to Sunday school. But the only three correct answers are Jesus, the Bible, and prayer. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh and I say, because uh, Jesus? And he said, Jesus? Why'd you say Jesus? I said, because I'm a Christian. And he just ignored me. He said, what's your name? And I said, my name's Paul. He said, wow. He said, you know, Paul in the Bible did great things for God. And he looked at me and he said, Paul, one day you're going to do great things for God. And then he walked away. <laughs> and I threw my cigarette down. I cried my eyes out, ran in my car. And I just realized, just like the psalmist David wrote, that even if I made my bed in hell, God was with me. And he was after me. And that actually started the journey of me experiencing God's peace and learning how to walk through that peace. And so that was one of like a conversion story um, that really I I was able to cling on to. So many people in the church, not not, not just in the world, obviously in the world, but in the church, we, we struggle with walking in God's peace. I feel like it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, as soon as my church grows or as soon as my itinerant ministry grows mm-hmm. or as soon as my business gets off the ground or when I have a wife or when I have kids, that's when I'll be happy. And a lot of the times we we attribute happiness and peace and joy in our lives to um, physical circumstances or, you know, achieving goals and, and reaching our dreams. Right. And you, you share in your book that, you know, um, that peace isn't the absence of conflict. Like, I'm sure you didn't leave that bar scene with all of your ducks in a row. You know, I'm sure that, you know, in the natural right. things stayed the same, but there was this internal peace. And just like that scripture that I shared with you, or, you know, uh, on the broadcast earlier is it's a different peace that Jesus gives. It's supernatural. It's not like the world gives attached to materialism and attached to, you know, um, everything going perfectly in our lives. But this is a real struggle with believers. And I'd love for you to speak on that because we all have conflict in our lives. But how do we like, how did you learn to, you know, from that encounter on to kind of walk in this piece as a normal experience in your life? 
Great, great question. I think that, um, um, man, you're a really good interviewer, by the way, and you can keep that in there, but I, you're, you're really good. That's a, wow. That's so powerful. So yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so first of all, the world, uh, understands peace as the absence of conflict. Like you so eloquently said, mm-hmm. um, God's peace is actually not that it's the opposite. And, um, it's, it's overcomes and transcends the conflict. And when you look and understand what real peace is. When Jesus was talking about John 14, 27, he's literally expressing that peace is a transference of anointing from his life to the disciples' life, which means it's something that's actually tangible from his life to our life. Now, when the world talks about peace and they talk about inner peace, they're they're actually talking about emptying your mind, emptying yourself, um, trying to have no conflict, no confrontation within your internal person. And of course, as soon as you walk outside your door and the first conflict happens, all the emptying ha- you know, stops and you start getting filled with stress, anxiety, doubt, depression. And now this peace that you think you had is gone. And it's so fragile, it's so easily broken. That's what I used to think peace was. But when I found out what God's peace truly is and that it is an anointing and what it actually meant, it blew me away. In uh, in ancient Hebrew, you know, Michael, a lot of times uh, words change as they evolve. So, like, I'll give you an example. In English, right, the word awful used to mean this. It used to mean to inspire unto all. Yeah. So when you say someone was awful back in the day, you're actually saying, wow, you're amazing. <laughs> you're inspiring okay. me unto all. Sure. But today, it doesn't mean that at all, right? Yeah. But um, – in ancient Hebrew, the word peace uh, has evolved as well, uh, you, and now it means nothing missing, nothing, nothing broken. It's very, uh, very amazing word in, in, in Hebrew. It means shalom. Um, but in the ancient Hebrew, it was much more literal. It was made of four different pictures from four different letters. The first one is a, a bunch of jagged teeth. It, it means to destroy. The second picture is a shepherd hook, and it means authority. The second pic, the third picture is a is an actual nail, and it means to attach. And the fourth picture is uh, a bunch of waves, and it means chaos. And when you literally said shalom or peace in ancient Hebrew, you were saying to destroy the authority attached to chaos. Wow! Which means peace was actually really powerful. So when you pray peace for somebody, you're actually not asking for them to be still. You're not asking for them to uh, accept their condition and just move on with their life. What you're literally praying is that God would destroy the authority attached to chaos in their life. Why? Because peace is actually powerful. And I'll reference uh, Romans 16:20, which one of my ba- favorite Bible verses, the Apostle Paul says this, that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And why would the Apostle Paul reference peace as a, and the God of peace to crush Satan under your feet, except that it's actually really powerful? And so when I found out that accessing God's peace is actually turning my affections towards the Lord in any situation, chaos, depression, anxiety, stress, that there's actually a resource that I have that I can mine into and retrieve from and release back out to people. And that's why I say it's an anointing that's transferable. You can go into a place of chaos, a place of despair, a hospital room. You can lay your hands on the person next to you. And the peace of God will transfer from your life to their life by the Spirit of God. It's, because it's made to be given away. Absolutely. So. And Jesus, every time he entered into a room, he would say, peace. You know, and he would say, yeah. peace unto you, and he would release his peace. And the Apostle Paul, 
you know, he started off all of his letters, grace and peace unto you from our Lord Jesus Christ and from the Father of lights. He would always start off his epistles just releasing peace, releasing grace, uh, re- you know, releasing the favor of God. And even just in my story, if I look back in my story and just how I was drugs, alcohol, you know, perversion, just want, you know, a hedonist wanting nothing to do with the Lord and encountering Jesus in my room when I broke down and I couldn't, I was searching for peace, striving for peace. I tried everything to bring peace and joy and fulfillment into my life. And when every time I got what I wanted, I was still broken. I was still a mess. I got into my room and I experienced the glory and the presence of God. I experienced his peace, his joy, his acceptance, his love. But I left that place. Yeah, you know, drug addiction fell off me supernaturally. Many people on this podcast have heard my story, but I still would would leave that moment and that encounter with this crushing, you know, anxiety and with fear. And it was it was a process that I had to walk through, but it would draw me. It would literally like every time I experienced it, the devil would whisper lies into my ears. Like mm-hmm. you think you think the Lord can really set you free from this, or is is what Jesus telling you really true? How are you ever going to get there? You can't. And it's just the the devil just operates in the realm of ideas, false ideas, and lies. And if he can get us to believe these lies, he can get us, uh, you know, under the crushing weight of anxiety and depression and fear and i remember i would just run to his presence every time the devil would whisper mm-hmm. lies into my ear and i was feeling that mm-hmm. stress and that anxiety i would just run to the presence and i love how the bible calls him the god of peace just like you were talking about or the mm-hmm. prince of peace because it's in his presence yeah. that we access his peace and don't get me wrong i was still in debt i still uh had, did, you know i didn't have my license because i had a guy at a dwi i still was in debt i still was struggling you know with with different addictions you know after that one encounter but i ran to the presence of the lord and i received his supernatural peace that gave me hope and caused me to rise up above my circumstances you know it is something that the, the world can't offer this it is it is it only comes from the hands of the lord and and from his presence and i know that and this is something that you, you could probably speak into. Like depression is such a big deal nowadays. The devil's just trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you talk about different mm-hmm. pitfalls in your book from, from living in peace, but can you, can you speak into that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, when we think of peace um, and we even think of it as asking God for peace in a situation, um, you, you really are hitting the nail on the head because um, and what you're expressing in your life is um, is there's this point of needing to abide with him that um, allows you to connect with him and, and access this peace. Um, I, I like to explain it in 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 you know like a picture form. You know, for if um, I let me just tell you like a, a story from sure. from my childhood when sure. I was uh, uh, you're you're Italian, a Lombardo. It sounds Italian, yes, possibly. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, hundred percent. Martini, Italian heritage. <laughs> I grew up with a big Italian family. We loved to cook. My parents were like known in the in the community to cook a ton of food, yeah. and they were actually known for their meatballs. Actually, they oh, just, they'd kidding eat, me? Absolutely, cook these meatballs. Yes, yeah, so. So, um, so I remember when I went to uh, middle school in a brand new middle school and I met some really cool friends after a few weeks, one of my friends pulled me aside and said, Hey, Paul, do your parents like own a hoagie shop or something? I said, no, why? They said, well, do, you know, you, you, you smell like meatballs. I said, what? I do. <laughs> so I go home and terrified and I go through and I'm smelling my clothes and I go, it's everywhere. They, I smell like meatballs. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and so I, I, I rem- you know, so from that point on, I remember because I could, I had limited control of what I could do. Sure. If my parents would be cooking in the house so much that the garlic, the oil, the onions, they all get in your clothes. Mm. And so, 
Hey, you know, I say that's why Italians wear a lot of cologne. It's not because we're arrogant. We're just covering <laughs> up the meatball smell. Yeah, you know? sure. Uh, that's but, so, but I, lo- I love that example because oftentimes when we're asking God for peace, it's like we're ordering it from a drive through window. When we need it, we come by and we try to get it. When really, if you want access to his peace, you need to take residence in the kitchen mm. so that you're with him so much that it gets on you, that when you yeah. leave, it's permeating from your clothes. Yeah. And that's what you were doing. That's why every time you were in those situations and you were running to be in his presence, there would be downloads of peace that were coming upon you that were directly from the Father. Yeah. So I think that um, obviously um, that's one of the keys right there is actually entering into his presence and staying there and abiding with him and allowing him to fill you with that peace because there's that transference of anointing that happens. Uh, often pitfalls to peace um, is, uh, I believe that there's demonic strongholds that need to be broken. Uh, and, and I think that um, oftentimes people um, will allow uh, the devil to torment them um, in, in many ways. Like, for instance, we're, we're seeing a lot of freedom uh, from PTSD victims, you know, people wow. who are in horrible situations, circumstance abuses, where they just cannot get free. And unfortunately, their medical community has no idea really what to do. I mean, they're trying to give them prescription medications and counseling, and it's having very, very limited effects. Suicides in the VA is going up horribly. Um, yeah. And so uh, they're coming to our meetings, um, or they read the book, and we pray for them. And these download happens this it's like they get this this stronghold broken off of their mind and god at the same time heals their mind and there's this flood of peace that they've never experienced before and so i think in these moments people need to recognize when they're opening themselves up to the demonic because they're they're trying to get peace by by praying for peace when really they need to get free uh, and 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 allow his peace to overcome in that sense. So absolutely, no, I I agree one hundred percent. And it's just the he, the devil. He knows that if he can get us believing these debilitating lies, he can crush us mm-hmm. and he can fill us with anxiety and depression. And you know, obviously, there's trauma like you're talking about that needs to be healed in our lives. There's demonic strongholds, things we've we've, we've given ourselves over to that we literally need to receive liberty from. Well, one thing I've just been, you know, a scripture that I absolutely love is in, in Romans chapter eight, and the apostle Paul says, "Mind on the flesh is death, but mind on the spirit is life and peace." Yeah, and I I adore that scripture because. You know, mind on the flesh, things of the flesh, lies, you know, perversions, you know, things that produce death in our lives. And then, but mind on the spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So mind on the spirit or mind on truth or mind on the internal reality, the abiding presence of God, mind on the spirit is life and peace. And when, when I, I just feel like mm. the word of God is so important when, when the devil whispers lies or he tries to get us bound and tries to you know kill us with depression, anxiety and hopelessness, discouragement, shame, condemnation, you name it. It's just literally saying, no, no, I, I refuse to believe yeah. that the, the, you know, the word of God says that, that I am, that I am valued the, you know, you know, the word of God says that I'm beloved in the son. The word of God says that he takes delight in me. The word of God says, and it's literally, I'm seated with him in the heavenly places above all power, power, principality, mm-hmm. might dominion, every name that's name is literally being so rooted and grounded in the truth 
Yeah, we're talking about the presence, talking about the divine presence, running to his presence. But then even just the reality of the devil, he loves getting us bound. He loves it. And if we could yeah. just learn to combat it with, you know, the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to just really yeah. take hold of peace. I just really feel like so many people out there right now in this world need to learn how to take hold of peace, especially as believers, not to settle for less because inheritance, I mean, peace is our inheritance as believers. Jesus died for peace. Amen. And Amen. so we need to, we need to, um, I just believe we need to war for this. We need to not settle for less in our lives. Totally. I mean, this is a, this is a key in living life. I mean, the shoes of peace are not by coincidence that they're on the feet. Yeah. I mean, if you want to advance in the, in, in the kingdom, if you want to advance the kingdom of God, uh, he put shoes, the, the shoes of peace on our feet for a reason. I used to think, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, going through the armor of God, that it was just like, you know, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, shield of faith, and that they just ran out of body parts and put the peace <laughs> on the feet. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, uh, but, but obviously it's not coincidence. It's because if, if you don't have his peace, it doesn't matter how well you hold your shield and wave your sword, you're not going anywhere. Peace is an activation that brings us into our destiny brings us into advancing the kingdom. And so um, when you have the shoes of peace girded on your feet, you can then go into war. You can then uh, uh, go forward and into into uh, uh, the enemy's territory. Um, one of the things about the, the shoes of peace when it comes to uh, the armor, like the Roman soldiers, and a lot of people don't realize that on the bottom of the shoes of a Roman soldier were these spikes that were meant to go into the ground so that when they stood firm, they couldn't go backwards. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's so important when we understand the context of the Roman soldier's shoes is that, uh, when, which are the shoes that Paul's re- referencing, mm-hmm. you know, our peace helps us stand our ground. When, when we have God's peace resting upon our lives, we can battle the enemy. We can use those declarations to speak over us. We can use the word of God as something that's grounding us and, and allowing uh, uh, the Lord to flow through us. So absolutely uh, imperative that we, uh, you know, keep him as a focus with, with peace in our life. Yeah. Um, and then even just, so that's, that's, just carrying yeah, peace, like, like learning to abide in peace. Then now you become a minister of peace. Like you, you literally, the, the environment that you carry, now you begin to shift atmospheres when there's chaos, when, when people are struggling, you literally could come. And like you were, you actually mentioned this earlier in the broadcast is that you could impart peace. You could literally shift an atmosphere of chaos and depression and darkness, and you could bring peace to people. You, you, you bring the environment that you carry. And so that's why I feel like it's just Absolutely. so important. Jesus carried peace. Peace. He was in. He was in utter peace with the Father, and he he trusted the Father with his life. He trusted the Father to raise him from the dead. <laughs> you know, Jesus put his <laughs> his hands complete his life completely in the hands of his Father. And so, I just feel like the Lord. He wants us to be peacemakers. He wants us to be those who carry peace, so that we could literally shift atmospheres and change the lives of those around us who need an experience with the very Prince of Peace and the God of Peace. And so, Paul, I know that this this is something that you walk. In tremendously, this, this is something that is is a part of your life that you've walked through and have learned to abide in. And I just feel right now, even just prophetically on my heart, I know that there's people listening to this broadcast right now that are that are feeling hopeless. They're feeling absolutely crushed. Not that God is crushing Satan, but they're feeling crushed by Satan. 
You know, they're feeling mm-hmm. they're feeling the weight of their sin and their and their and their circumstances, and they're just feeling completely hopeless. I just I, I sense that, and some people you know may may not be in that in that in that boat, but I know there's there's people that are listening that are in that boat, and I would just. You know, yeah. I would love for you, Paul, the minister, because you carry this piece. You've you've learned to walk in this, and I'd love for you to release impartation and pray for the people. Absolutely, I'd love to do that, Michael. Hey, if you're listening to this right now, wherever you are, just if you're driving the car, pull over. Uh, I just want you to put your hand on your heart, your hand on your your other hand on your head, uh, as I pray for you, and I want you to experience the presence of God as He fills you. And and so uh, just just uh, I don't want you praying in this moment. I want you meditating and receiving what the Lord's doing, because uh, uh, I believe this is a, a divine ordained moment by God. Yes. So Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity we have to be able to come to you, Lord. That your peace is actually available to us. That your peace is actually powerful. That your peace crushes Satan under our own feet. God, I ask that you would fill them right now. That you would guard their heart and mind with your peace, as it's promised in your Word, Father. That your peace would flow through their bodies in Jesus' name. God, I'm not asking that you would brainwash them, but God, I'm asking that you would heal moments and memories that are associated with trauma. That the trauma would dissipate, mm-hmm. and those memories will no longer trigger a traumatic response. I come against every attack of the enemy that's trying to torment them, a spirit of torment. We just break off right now, and I I come against the hook that the enemy tries to use to bring you back into those moments of trauma and to those moments of anxiety. In Jesus' name, we come against restlessness. I come against night terrors in the name of Jesus, and I speak total peace. God, I ask that you would destroy the authority that's attached to chaos in their life right now, that as they walk through the homes of their, the doors of their home, that all chaos would leave and your peace would remain. Lord, I pray that there would be a, a transformation of their mind, that their mind would no longer focus on the negative consequence or the negative circumstance that they're in, but Father, that they're their mind would be rewired to realize heaven's perspective, that they would be able to turn their affections towards you in moments of, of chaos, in moments of anxiety, and that your peace would flood flood their mind and their heart. God, I pray that those who are praying and who aren't struggling right now with torment, but Lord, you've commissioned them, you call them to be peacemakers. Lord, I pray that you would anoint their hands anoint their feet, that wherever they go, whoever's hands they lay on, that there would be a transference of anointing from their life to that person's life by your spirit, that they could go into a place like a hospital room, that they can go into places of despair, and that the peace of God would go before them, that the peace of God would flow through them, and that they would be commissioned to export your peace throughout this world. God, I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just, I just feel even right now, you know, as you received, um, in that, in that moment there during that prayer, I just feel like, um, just confession is so, is so critical. And I would just ask you to just receive right now. Just, just tell the father, I receive your peace. Just, mm-hmm. just declare that. Just speak that out of your lips. Yeah. I receive your peace. And then even just take it a step further to be like, I am filled with peace. The peace of Christ lives on the inside of me. Let that be your confession. You know, we got to be careful with the words that come out of our mouth sometimes. Oh, always anxious things coming out of our lips. And I, and listen, I get it. I'm not perfect. I, you know, it's at times I confess things that I shouldn't, but it's, it's a matter of, um, 
I just feel like just even declaring our, our declaration, the word on our lips to be aligned with our inheritance and who we are in Christ, to be like, I have the peace of Christ and I receive your peace, my father. And just as you speak that, you would, you would even experience a tangible sense of the peace of God in your heart and your lives. So thank you so much. Um, Paul, man, for 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 coming on, for joining me at your at your busy schedule to come here and to and to be on the show with me, man. You're you're a blessing. Yeah. I highly I highly recommend for for you guys to go to Amazon or to um you know as I'm sure it's on your website as well to to receive um, a copy of his book Access yep. and Release God's Peace. Can you tell us how people can follow your ministry and find out more and get these resources? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my website's martiniministry.com. If you want to go there, you can look me up there. Uh, Amazon is probably the best way to get it uh, on Kindle or uh, delivered to your door. And of course, on Chosen's website, uh, mm-hmm. you can uh, order that book directly. Um, also, I just want to mention to you guys, if you do get the book, every chapter has an activation prayer that you pray Absolutely. over yourself, um, which is really important for me that you you know, are activated and that you not just learn, but you actually become what you learn. So absolutely, bless you guys. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me. Sure. It's my pleasure, man. I look forward to connecting with you more in the future. I, I believe in your ministry. Um, very, very powerful, man. I love the, you know, the church that, 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 that you're pastoring over there in Pennsylvania. God's doing amazing things in you and through you. And so I appreciate you taking the time with me today, man. Oh, thanks. So, so blessed to know you, Michael. You have a great, wonderful time and, uh, and, and I bless your, uh, your listeners are an amazing audience. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, whether you're on the Charisma website right now, whether you're just on iTunes, um, make sure to review this so we can get this out to more people so they can be challenged, inspired, empowered by our the beautiful gospel of the Lord Jesus and the testimonies that are shared every single week through this broadcast. I always look forward to it. Um, every Monday and every Thursday, a new show is released, whether it be an interview or whether it be a teaching episode. And so make sure to tune in and I'll see you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>